Good morning. It's 705, 71 degrees and partly cloudy in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Let's check in with Candy Cullerton for traffic on the fives. All right. Uh, this is brought to you by Discover. And with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply and taking a look at our roads. We're only showing one accident. Uh, it doesn't look like a roadblock. It's Route 4 and John Lowry Road in J. Certainly watch for emergency vehicles and foggy conditions in the listening area. Severe weather much later, as you know. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Well, the Pace woman accused of fatally shooting her husband over the weekend remains held on no bond after making an initial appearance in court yesterday. Even though they don't have a specific motive, uh, they haven't uncovered any evidence that would lend credence to a self-defense claim. Santa Rosa Chief Deputy Shane Tucker talked to Channel 3. 32-year-old Chloe Davidson is accused of first-degree homicide in the death of her 33-year-old husband, Doug Davidson Jr. He was found dead inside their home on Deerwood Circle early on Sunday morning. When he's sworn in later today, Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to build on his free state of Florida theme in the November, from that particular speech was in November, and that was during his victory speech back then. Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and indeed across the world. At 11 a.m. this morning, DeSantis is going to take the oath of office on the steps of the state capitol. Odds makers and pundits alike are watching for clues that may or may not signal his future national political ambition. Mobile police have identified the man killed in the gang-related shooting during New Year's Eve celebrations downtown Mobile. Chief Paul Prine tells WKRG that 24-year-old Jeterius Reeves was killed while nine others were injured. Investigators believe the victim was targeted. The danger comes, and this is what I've been saying all along. Long, and unfortunately, we've had the experience where, um, you know, people will indiscriminately shoot into a crowd, and the jeopardy is that innocent bystanders are affected, and then, of course, here we are. Uh, that very thing has come true. Brian adds one person's in custody, although the suspect has not been identified yet as charges are still pending. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Showers and thunderstorms will move in through the evening and overnight hours. Severe weather is possible. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive warnings. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping near 69 degrees with that rain chance continuing. For Wednesday morning, storms could still linger with a few storms still remaining strong. High on Wednesday near 72 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 51 with skies clearing out. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks. Right now, 71 in Pensacola, 72 in Gulf Breeze, and 70 degrees in Milton at 708. Next news is 7:30. Breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. When you think News Radio 92.3, think local. With three local hosts every weekday and a dedicated local newsroom, no other station covers local issues like what's going on with the progress of Three Mile Bridge or the Pensacola Beach sign, the homeless population in Pensacola, overcrowding of animal shelters in Santa Rosa County, the latest drama of the e-scooters, traffic warnings and storm coverage, and more. Your local news station is News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. 
Because it wasn't stunning. I mean, that was, if you haven't seen it yet, um, and I know they're, they're kind of not really playing a lot of the, here, here's what happened. Okay, it was early in the game last night, highly touted game. I mean, if you watch any of the bowl games over the weekend, this was the always promoting this big game between the Bills and the Bengals on, you know, Monday night. And so I was looking forward to watching it because I don't normally pay attention to the AFC and haven't been following NFL all that much this year anyway. But I figured a game where each team was either six or seven games into a win streak and tops of the division, I thought it'd be, you know, Josh Allen, um, you know, shooting it out against um, uh, oh, it's a former LSU player. I just can't think of his name. Anyway, um, I thought that would be a great game. And then, um, well, it was. I mean, it was very exciting for the first about half of the quarter. And then all of a sudden you saw a very routine play. Uh, where the basically the safety as Demar Hamlin he got involved in a tackle and it I mean it just it wasn't anything you, if you've seen the play it just wasn't anything it was just a normal tackle no big deal and then all of a sudden he stands up and because you know like when it's a big hit like a guy can be laid out there for a minute and you kind of you saw it you saw something bad happen you know like there was a game uh, in the in the Purdue game there was a player that hit his head pretty hard and he had to be stretchered off not a surprise because you saw that happen. This is a case where DeMar Hamlin was involved in the tackle, and then he gets up and he stands up, and then he just falls over, just collapses. It's creepy. Uh, You know, you just don't expect to see it. He just falls. And they had to do CPR for several minutes, and they, you know, basically, apparently got him, you know, revived enough to take him to the hospital and uh, had a heart attack, it looks like, and they're working on him. He's in critical condition. So, holy smokes, just a bizarre circumstance. And... As I think uh, Ryan Clark for ESPN was on NBC talking about this and had it right that this is, I mean, this is a very distressing thing to all of the players because you just don't expect that. You know when there's a big hit and somebody gets knocked out, okay. Or you know when somebody gets their leg broken, okay. Or, But for a player to just be playing and then fine and then to collapse, somebody who's in just the peak of his you know, physical prowess, 24 years young, it's it's bizarre and disturbing. As a man who has built himself up both emotionally, mentally, physically, to be the baddest dude in the world, whenever asked to be the baddest dude in the world, you have somebody you genuinely love and you can't do anything to help him. You have to watch as he can't even breathe for himself. That's not what we're prepared to deal with. Yeah, that's just a strange thing. And so they had the game suspended for, I think, about an hour. And then, uh, you know, I was watching on Fast Forward. I wasn't watching in real time, so I kind of – I didn't have to sit there for the hour and see what was going to happen. But all the players are out there praying on the field, and it's just very concerning. Eventually, they just canceled the game, which I don't ever remember an NFL game getting 
canceled or postponed. No, I don't either. I don't. I can't. Maybe it's happened before, but I'd never seen that personally. I think they said they're not going to postpone it. They're just going to. They're just going to not play it. Right. Which kind of gives me like a whole renewed respect for the Bengals. Yeah. Well, and the the players organization and the the NFL. Roger Goodell, even though it's weird to say. I know. Um, Right. The no fun league. Thanks, Roger. Can't boo him. But um, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's a decision that, you know, when somebody gets injured like that and it. Again, not even injured like that. I mean, a, a heart attack is just, that's a bizarre injury for somebody who is an NFL player. 713 here on, so obviously we're praying for him and hoping for the best for this young man. 713 here on News Radio 92.3. One of the other things that has been, you know, kind of in the news as we t- turn the new year, and of course now it's the third, is, um, you know, what's going to happen this year in the economy? And I know John Peacock did a bunch of good stuff on this last week, talking with his friend about the economy. Uh, Michael Gapin who is the chief U.S. economist for the Bank of America, was on Face the Nation uh, basically talking about this issue. What is the economy going to do in the new year? A majority of voters uh, polled by the Wall Street Journal say that the economy is going to look and feel worse in 2023. Uh, What is your forecast? So I think that's probably true. I think we're in a situation where the risk of recession is high, may not be a deep and prolonged one, but we're in a situation where the economy has recovered very rapidly from, from COVID, and it's come with a lot of inflation. And the Federal Reserve is trying to slow down the economy to bring inflation down. And in the past, more often than not, that's coincided with some sort of recession in the U.S. economy and the U.S. labor market. It's not baked in. It's not for certain. We may be able to avoid it. Uh, but I would agree that the outlook by most people who sit in the position that I do, think 2023 could be a difficult year for the U.S. Now, he doesn't think it's going to be a big recession or a prolonged one, but, you know, that's basically, we're going in that direction. Also, this was a good news note. Based on his assessment, he thinks that the factors causing inflation have peaked. The evidence suggests we're already past peak inflation. Right now, the trajectory is a a more favorable one. It will probably take two to three years to get inflation back down to levels that we knew prior to the pandemic. In other words, low, stable, um, and something we didn't necessarily talk about because it wasn't forefront on our mind. But it may take another 18 to 24 months, maybe 36 months to to fully um, get us back to a situation where inflation doesn't seem to be as pressing as it is today. Wow, that sounded like good news at first. But when he's, you know, okay, so inflation, he thinks, has peaked and it's going to be declining. Oh, great. How long until I can stop going to the store to spin the roulette wheel of prices today? And the answer is, oh, two to three years. Oh, that's not good news. <laughs> that's not what I'm hoping for. But, you know, he's like, like there's always going to be some price inflation, but, you know, two to three percent, something like that wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's at seven, eight. And of course, in some commodities. And it's weird, too. It's like the milk stays constant, but all of a sudden butter has doubled. You know, like what? No, right, <laughs> eggs, right. Not to mention the know, shortages. Of yeah, stuff, and yeah. you know, eggs are now what, like minimum thirty-five to forty cents a piece, and more depending on where you buy. Like that's the cheap price. Yeah. for eggs, it used to be a dime a piece. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, I I can't figure Everybody's it out. Everybody's gonna get chickens. And like you know, for example, like butter. Why would but my my son, my sixteen-year-old, he says, Dad, why is butter so expensive and milk hasn't changed? I'm like, nah. 
<laughs> I can't explain it. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, last thing here. Actually, let's get uh, Candy in here with traffic before I get back to uh, Michael Gapin. Go ahead, Candy. Absolutely. Uh, traffic on the Fives brought to you by Florida Blue, Michigan, and Lookout Drive. Now, this is right behind the Brent Athletic Complex football field. No roadblock, but watch for emergency vehicles. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Florida Blue. Come get info on the last chance for health plans with the Florida Blue Mobile Unit at Northwest. That's at Piggly Wiggly in Milton. That's Tuesday. Lunch uh, while supplies last. That's today. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Just to wrap up the comments from Michael Gapin, the uh, chief economist at the Bank of America, um, for the United States uh, chief U.S. economist. Anyway, the question of jobs, like what's the job market going to do? I thought his comments here were very interesting. This is on Face the Nation again Sunday. Part of the problem in the in the labor market right now is um, lack of available labor supply. We do think we're about three and a half to four million workers short of where we were prior to the pandemic because of things like lack of immigration and early retirements and so forth. So this is why if, if we want to, re, you know, reduce a hot labor market, cool it down a bit. It, it may involve some job losses. It could come in places like housing. The housing sector is, is retrenching. It could come in manufacturing. And it may come in, in professional and business services and finance and, and other sectors like that. That comment about jobs and that the you know loss of workers, right, which I, I, it's kind of weird the terminology we use. We say the strong jobs market, but that means an inflationary jobs market. We would not use the term strong when we're talking about other commodities. It's just kind of an odd terminology, but um, that means that there's not enough people and there's too many jobs, which means that demand, because open jobs is demand for the supply of workers, not enough people, um, that's the imbalance. That's why you know it's very easy to find a job and get you know good-paying job and why prices for labor or what you would think of as salaries uh, are going up. But of course, that gets passed on along into the cost that you pay as a consumer for those industries. Anyway, um, not, not to like mansplain economy, but you know, for people who don't know, it's important to understand. Um, he says that uh, the loss of jobs from retirements and, and immigration, you're like, I thought immigration was out of control. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not the way you think. Um, and in fact, you know, it's interesting. I saw this story uh, about Canada is actually specifically going for a goal of raising uh, up to one and a half million immigrants by 2025 because they recognize that immigrants are labor. And typically the people who come here from other places, as long as they're coming here to work and have at least some level of skill or are willing to do unskilled jobs that nobody else wants, that's good for the economy, right? Because that will be labor pool in order to do the work to be productive and also keep the price of employing people down because, again, that's the whole idea of it, and that will eventually keep your prices down too. So um, one of the things that I don't think people talk much about is the value of immigration in terms of controlling the labor market and actually keeping us from having to spend too much money because we're paying for products that come in an industry where they're seeking the scarce resource of labor, if that makes sense. So, again, this is why I'm actually very much in favor of a lot of immigration because um, – People coming here and being productive for us instead of staying in their home country and being productive, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing for the economy. The problem is when they drain on the social safety net or when they come here and they're not productive, those kinds of issues. Those are net negatives to our economy. 719 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay.
Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window, and we would like to manufacture and install your windows. Only New South offers True Factory Direct Windows to you. Only New South has award-winning windows that are made and designed specifically for our Florida weather. Every single New South window is custom manufactured just for your home. These are high-performance, energy-efficient windows, and now you can buy two windows and get the third absolutely free. Visit us at NewSouthWindow.com or call for your factory direct pricing. Call now, 1-800-NEW-WINDOWS. President Trump has announced, and Ron DeSantis is rising fast. Who do you support for 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. It takes just seconds. Text RESPOND to 39747. Let your voice be heard and watch Newsmax today. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi, host of Pets Call Right Now from 4 to 7. Wishing you a happy new year from all of us over here at News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. So me and you are pretty much friends by now, right? Yes. So you got my back and everything? What? Never mind. This guitar riff was written on a toilet. Really? Yep. I'm full of useless facts <laughs> on everything we play. So you and I are pretty much friends right now, yeah. right? <laughs> Jess. Gosh. Jess. 721 on News Radio 92.3. I got your back. You got my back. Yeah. I appreciate that. Whatever. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cola Morning News. That's Candy. Uh, joining us from the newsroom, we have Steve Taylor with our headlines. Steve? Well, good morning. The 118th Congress will be sworn in today. Maybe the first item on the to-do list is for Republicans to elect the Speaker of the House, and it's uncertain when that might actually get done, or maybe even if Republican leader Kevin McCarthy can afford only four defections in his bid for Speaker, and at least five hard-right GOP members said they will not support him. The drama continues. A national park in the Florida Keys is closed after about 300 migrants fleeing Cuba and other parts of the Caribbean arrived there over the weekend. Officials at Dry Tortugas National Park, about 70 miles west of Key West, say the temporary shutdown could last all week as police and emergency responders assist the migrants. Park officials are providing food, water, and medical attention until the Department of Homeland Security authorities can take on those cases. And the search is on for a suspect who stole dozens of pairs of jeans from an old Navy in New York. Authorities say the man swiped 60 pairs of jeans and managed to get away with more than 1200 bucks in merchandise. Authorities released an image of the denim-loving suspect, and he appears to be wearing what else? A blue jean jacket. Uh, of course. Hey. Of course, yeah. Uh, I tried to figure out how you steal 60 pairs of jeans and sneak out of a store. You, you do the Joey. On. You do the Joey. You, you wear them all on the top same time. Hello. <laughs> he, he looks like he gained a few pounds. <laughs> Came Since in skinny, walked, in. Yeah. walked out fat. <laughs> <laughs> They're offering a cash reward for information leading to an arrest. All right, the, ma- the math right? for me is not adding up. What was he said? Sixty pair, sixty of pair, and twelve hundred bucks worth. That's only twenty bucks a jean, isn't it? Yeah, they're not-, they're not very expensive. Old Navy's great. Oh, Old Navy. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, right. Old Navy. Enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so he went to the he went to the cheap jean store in order to shoplift cheap jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dummy. And managed to <laughs> walk well, out with them. Well, I, with less security. I guess, well, I guess that's I'm going to try it at Cordova. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, Her name is Candy. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. See you. Steve, no, thanks for the update. Uh, <laughs> I know. I always got caught stealing movies. I mean, because you go to the theater, and then you just save your popcorn, and then you get a refill, and you sneak into another film. I would never. 
Okay, I've done it a whole bunch of times, and then we had to do a remote at the rave when that opened, and uh-huh. they were like, no, we see you doing that on W Street. I was like, <laughs> oh, because I'm pretty easy to find. I'm pretty big. <laughs> so sneak in. One time I got four. I thought I was, anyway. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. But so, I felt like I didn't spend more money on concessions. <laughs> seven, They're making it. 724 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, we got the uh, the new list of uncool words. Did you see this? Yeah, Lake Superior State University. You know, Good old lake soup. The Harvard of the <laughs> Great Lakes? North no. Middle. I didn't know there was one. Exactly. It sounds like a team that UWF would play. Lake Superior <laughs> State. You know, I'm from Michigan, but still Lake Superior State University. Come on now. They have an annual banished words list, which is meant to take all of the words that irritate other people because they're imprecise, trite, meaningless, overused, you know, whatever. Uh, and so they've come up with a list of 10. These are the 10 words that you're not supposed to use anymore. You ready? Yeah. Goat. Like the goat? The greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah. You can still talk about, you know, that's fine, but you can't talk about, they say it's overused to call anybody the goat. Uh, inflection point. Oh, I agree with that. That's, the present says that all the time. It's such a silly, silly term. Quiet quitting. We hardly knew you. Like, quiet quitting is a term that came within the last year. It can't all mm-hmm. of a sudden be no good anymore. That's, that's when right. people Plus, barely you see people do it all the time. Yeah, when people barely do enough to keep their jobs and they just stay there and, you know, that quiet quit. I, I kind of like that term. This one I do agree with, gaslighting, because it gets overused. It Everything does, is always gaslighting. but not gaslighting. if you use it correctly. I agreed. Agreed. Moving forward. Moving forward, we're going to go in a different direction. You see, we decided not to do the thing. <laughs> right, that's true. In the future. Amazing. I say amazing a lot. That was fine. Um, does that make sense? That's a way of checking to make sure that people understand. I don't get that. That phrase is yeah. one? Yeah. So if I say to you, uh, you know, uh, uh, hey, today the uh, Congress is going to vote on the uh, 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 who's going to be the Speaker of the House, and then if they don't manage to come up with a vote, they can't do the in, you know the inductions. They can't make people be the members uh, of the House, so it's kind of weird. I don't know how they get to vote when they aren't even sworn in as members yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. See, so, I mean, but that's how you would talk. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a normal yeah. thing. Unless Irregardless. You're well, that's, you can't ban a non-word. Irregardless, Actually, it's not a word. Actually, it was, it was put in the dictionary. Oh, those silly people. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's the one I say. Not amazing. I say absolutely a lot. And it is what it is. Well, people have been trying to ban that for years. Or trying to discourage that. Because Whatever. I've never heard of that in college. You know, you know what you can say if you want to be a real smarty pants when somebody says this is what it is? You know what you say? Tautology. <laughs> nice. Just, just bust Tautology. that out with no context, no explanation, nothing. And just look at them like they're the dummies for not knowing what you meant. I love it. Because a tautology is a thing that's true by definition. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that can't no, be right, false. right, right, So it is what it is, tautology. And then just wait and see what happens. That's my challenge to you. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. It's like you're my male Dana, and I say that because sometimes if we run into women we don't like, we tell them we like their pajamas no matter what they're wearing. <laughs> I like your pajamas. Uh, this is traffic on the fives. You uh, are mean girls. Only to people that are mean to us before. Okay. All right. We do keep a list. Uh, come get info on the last chance for health plans at the Florida Blue Mobile Unit Northwest at Piggly Wiggly in Milton. That's today. And lunch while supplies last, too, 11 to 1. Uh, watching uh, Michigan and Lookout Drive. This is near Brent Athletic Complex football field right behind it. No roadblock, but do watch for emergency vehicles right near where Beverly and Michigan uh, meet there. Traffic tips next, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I like your pajamas. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yep. So for the holidays, you might have seen your relatives for the first time in a little while, and particularly you might have seen your parents. And it might be, if you're kind of in that mid-40s, early 50s age range, you might have noticed that your parents are d- different, older, you know, and just having trouble. 
Okay, having trouble doing the things that they normally did just fine on their own. And it might have seemed like a stark thing to all of a sudden see them, you know, have age issues that you didn't expect before. And that's fine. And pay attention to that. Don't ignore that. But also, there's a way to help them because if they need help with daily living activities, you know, cooking, cleaning, bathing, grooming, toileting, all that kind of stuff, and you've always said to yourself, I will never put them in a nursing home, that's fine. But there is something in between called assisted living. And they may need the help, and it will be better for them. So here's what you do. You call John Horton. He's a friend. He's got a company called Assisted Living Locators. And what he specifically does is help people just like you find the right help for their parents. And there's no charge because there's like 40 different places here locally. There's all kinds of options, and he'll help you figure out what's the right one for you and for your loved ones. 712-0887 or look them up online at assistedlivinglocators.com. As she stared at me through the window, I realized the time we spent in the backyard on her trailer just wasn't fulfilling. We used to have so much fun on the water, I just couldn't crank her up. But Key Marine did. Fun days on the bay are back. And my Yamaha outboard runs better than ever. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. Key Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Google Key Marine or find them on Facebook. What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Probiotics? They don't really work. It's time to learn the truth about probiotics and join the Align Healthy Gut team up. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align probiotics for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel. Get $2 off your first month of Align at AlignProbiotics.com. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good. Adaptation, improvisation. But your weakness is not your technique. Love it. Do you believe that's air? Again, 730 on <laughs> News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Um, Mardi Gras kicking off on Friday with a static parade, Blessing of the Floats, downtown Pensacola. Come see the Mardi Gras crew. Stick around for the cutting of the king cake Ooh. and uh, hang out with the cat crew in front of Seville Quarter. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. this Friday. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin's in critical condition. He went into cardiac arrest and collapsed after making a tackle in the first quarter of the Monday night football game in Cincinnati. Hamlin popped right back up, but a moment later, he fell straight backwards. Medical personnel rushed onto the field and performed CPR, while other players, a lot of them who were visibly shaken, shielded Hamlin from the crowd and the cameras. Fox's Garrett Tenney, the game was stopped and eventually suspended. Brian Koberger, accused of murdering four University of Idaho students, is in court in Pennsylvania today. He's not expected to fight extradition back to Idaho to face charges. Koberger was pulled over twice in Indiana during his cross-country drive. He was traveling in a white Hyundai Elantra, the same model Idaho authorities had been searching for in connection with the murders. Fox's Jackie Abanez. The new Congress starts today. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is struggling to find the votes to be elected speaker. America's listening to Fox News. 
Good morning at 731, 71 degrees and mostly sunny in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. The victim in this weekend's domestic violence-related shooting death in Pace has been identified by family members. 33-year-old Doug Davison Jr. was shot and killed at a home on Deerwood Circle early Sunday morning. This is one of those awful cases. Uh, our, our hearts just break for that family. Um, but, you know, this is a very, a very poignant reminder of why it's so important that we do everything as a community that we possibly can to put an end to domestic violence. Santa Rosa Chief Deputy Shane Tucker talked with Channel 3. Davidson worked for Florida Power and Light and had three sons aged 13, 11, and 2. His wife, 32-year-old Chloe Davidson, is charged with first-degree homicide in his death. She was a former cadet with the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. Well, the eyes of the political world is going to be squarely on Tallahassee today. News Radio's Joe Ford explains. Yeah, and that's because Governor Ron DeSantis will take the oath of office for a second time as governor. And odds makers, pundits, and talking heads alike will all be looking for clues as to what his speech might signal regarding his future national political ambition. At 11 a.m. Central, DeSantis will take the oath of office on the steps of the Capitol and will deliver a speech with a free state of Florida theme. With the supermajority in the Florida legislature, DeSantis is expected to deliver big sales tax cuts and take aim at automatic dues for teachers' unions in the coming year. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Could Amtrak Sunset Limited resume train service through Pensacola? The Pensacola News Journal reports that the federal government has set aside $66 billion to allow Amtrak to reestablish itself, and advocates for rail transport across North Florida believe now might be the time to make that long-discussed plan a reality. The route between New Orleans and Jacksonville, where the stop here in Pensacola was shut down in 2005 because of Hurricane Katrina. Rail lines were destroyed by the storm, and they were rebuilt in 2006, but the suspended passenger rail service has not been reestablished. But as a first step, Amtrak recently negotiated a deal with CSX Railroad, Norfolk Southern Railroad, and the Port of Mobile to resume passenger service between New Orleans and Mobile, which could start running in a few short months. The potential for severe weather is on the way. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Showers and thunderstorms will move in through the evening and overnight hours. Severe weather is possible. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive warnings. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping near 69 degrees with that rain chance continuing. For Wednesday morning, storms could still linger with a few storms still remaining strong. High on Wednesday near 72 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 51 with skies clearing out. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Hey. And right now, with people going to work right now, let's check the uh, traffic with uh, Candy Collison for traffic on the fives. All right, Michigan and Lookout Drive. This is near Brent Athletic Complex football field, just north of that. No roadblock, but again, watch for emergency vehicles and uh, certainly watch for foggy conditions this morning. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And right now, 71 in Pensacola, 72 in Gulf Breeze, 70 degrees. Right now in Milton at 735. The next news is at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92. Two, three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water continued to dominate the holiday box office over the New Year's weekend. The movie is expected to generate another $82.4 million over the four-day holiday. Coming in a distant second was Universal and DreamWorks Animation's Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which made $21.7 million. Black Panther Wakanda Forever took third place, earning $4.8 million. Foxconn's COVID-hit iPhone plant in China is almost 
back to full production, with its December shipments reaching about 90% of initial plans. Production at the world's largest manufacturing facility of Apple's iPhones was heavily affected late last year after a COVID outbreak, and curbs taken to control the virus prompted thousands of workers to leave. It was also hit by a bout of worker unrest over payment issues. Foxconn says the plant's workforce is currently stable at 200,000 staff, and it stabilized its supply chain, enabling production capacity to recover. That's your money now. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in an explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. Yes. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi. This host was offered college scholarships for football, <laughs> basketball, and diving. Who is it? The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 737 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons is on the line with us, Iskambi County Sheriff. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Uh, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Um, I, a little sick, so I told you not to come in the studio today because <laughs> I didn't want to get you sick. Um, you know, it's just a cold. It's not anything else, but still, you know, why pass on the uh, the joy? Um, we, we've had a thing happen just overnight, an attempted armed robbery. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we had uh, an attempted, well, we had an armed robbery. It wasn't attempted. Um, and it took place last night, um, and it happened at the Chevron, or also known as Snappy Foods on Pine Forest Road. Uh, a black male enters, a, enters wearing all black, uh, produced a handgun, and he robbed the store. And we believe it's the same person that actually robbed the Circle K on last Tuesday. Oh, That Circle K is on Mobile Highway. So if anyone has information on who this could be, uh, please let us know. We'll likely put a picture uh, from last night's robbery out on our Facebook page. Again, it's it's it may not be the best picture, but someone may know, uh, you know, some of the clothing. Someone may know some of the mannerisms. They can give us a call. So, single black male using a handgun, uh, Mobile Highway Circle K, and the armed robbery at the Chevron on Pine Forest. Um, that's who you're looking for, right? That's correct. 
All right. Uh, we also had, and you did a press conference. I was on vacation, so I did not watch the press conference, but you did a press conference last week in connection with the double stabbing on Fairfield. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. We had been looking for uh, Ramon, Ramondo Rubin, uh, Rubin's his last name. We did, uh, well, we got a report actually that he had stabbed uh, a woman and her 18 year old son. And her 18 year old son, if, if, if you recall, or those who are listening can recall, had about 15 stab wounds. Mm. Uh, we have been looking for him for a long time. And then on uh, on Friday, we get a call that he is at the uh, bus station. I, m- I remember listening to the radio thinking, there's no way he's going to be at sitting at a bus stop um, right next to the sheriff's office. And as I pull in, all of our deputies there, obviously, and sure enough, it was him. So uh, someone called wow. 911. They recognized him from all the information and, and the publicity that we had had put out, and uh, he's incarcerated, and so that's a good thing. Well, I, I don't know whether to chalk that up to, um, you know, hide in plain sight where nobody would look for you next to the, the police station, next to the sheriff's station, or uh, just being dumb, but either way, you know, I'm glad that he's in custody, and that is such a random thing that you managed to, but good news that somebody saw the picture and turned him in, which that's the way that stuff's supposed to work, right? Yeah, you know, I had been mentioning my hope was that no one wanted to help him. You know, my hope is that he couldn't get a ride from someone else because they, A, they knew, you know, that he was one, and B, they didn't want to be part of, of perhaps, you know, committing a crime themselves. Right. Because as, as we mentioned a lot, if, if you're helping a fugitive or if you're, you're providing any assistance that might hinder our apprehension, uh, then, then we're looking at possibly charging you with that, with that crime as well. Um, so, again, my hope is that he had to take a bus because no one would give him a ride. Uh, either way, uh, we certainly appreciate the you know the phone call, and and we're glad that he is he's in jail and have to answer for his crimes. You know, um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was we had a deputy from Okaloosa County, Ray Hamilton, who wound up getting killed in the line of duty. Terrible incident. It could have been even worse based on the things that I have read about the person who shot him. But um, you, you know, it is very common for you, Santa Rosa County, also to be involved in. Uh, the procession, the funeral service, uh, honor guard. Were you guys involved in this particular case? Uh, we were involved. Obviously, that's a, that's just an unspeakable tragedy. I talked to uh, Sheriff Aiden over in Oklahoma County, and and obviously they've been having a rough time, a rough rough week or two. Um, we were involved in helping with the escort the body here to the uh, to the medical examiner's office here in Pensacola, and then we were involved in helping escort the body back. Our honor guard always does a great job. They were part of the rotation during the funeral service, um, and obviously we had we had a lot of members of our agency attend the funeral. So, just a just a terrible, terribly tragic. And by everything that I have heard about Deputy Hamilton, he was just he was just a wonderful uh, you know public servant. Not long in the sheriff's office, a rising star it seemed like. And when when I one account that I read seemed to indicate that he was behind a fence when he was maybe on the perimeter of the scene and that's how he got shot. And, you know, the fence doesn't provide an awful lot of cover, but um, it, it made me think about the value of having secure spaces, like having these surplus military vehicles that can shield you. Uh, and, you know, it's not, not that that would have prevented anything or not anything like that, but it just, it made me think about all the people who say, well, why would police, why would sheriffs need things like that? When the answer is because it can save lives, Right. I would think that the people that say that aren't the ones that have to go up to a door or aren't the ones that have to go into a window or aren't the ones that have to apprehend a, a, you know, a violent suspect. So, yeah, we, we do have that 
uh, you know, we don't typically talk about all of the uh, equipment that we have, but I think it's no secret that we have a uh, what we call Bearcat, but an armored vehicle, and we also have a what we call a Rook, which is a, a little bit of like a Bobcat type thing that also has uh, some body armor attached to it. So uh, again, uh, these things can be dangerous. I think that this is just a reminder that uh, on any given day, a law enforcement officer can be asked to, to do something that puts their lives in in harm's way. And and again, I. I, I thank God every day that we still have men and women that are willing to do that job. Absolutely. And does it, I, I just don't know. I, I imagine that it does, you said it affected the Okaloosa Sheriff's Department. I would imagine for Santa Rosa, for you guys, for PPD, that it's, it's a very, it's a very sobering thing to be reminded so viscerally that at any point under any circumstance on any given day, this can be what happens to any one of you. Yeah, you know, you, you put yourself in, in that situation. And any of us that have been in law enforcement for a period of time, and, and I've been in law enforcement for 38 years now, and, and, and you've, I've been a member of the SWAT team for well over a dozen years, and, and it, you, you think about you know, some calls you've been on and how that could have been you and how you don't know what this person that's inside a house or inside a car or, or you know, even in a wooded area, you, know, you don't know what they're thinking. And, and, and you understand that that's, that's the risk that you take when you, when you put that straw on your chest. Um, that's the risk that you take when you raise your right hand and you, and you swear and you give the oath. Um, again, I, I just think it, it's difficult sometimes to, to comprehend when it's one of your own. You know, when, when you're that close to somebody, someone that you know, their family, someone you work with every day. And, and then it's, it's just uh, you know, extra tragic whenever it's an individual just trying to serve the community while it happens. Absolutely. We're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, hang on for me for just one second. I had one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. And watching a disabled vehicle. It's blocking traffic on the Pensacola side of Three Mile Bridge to Gulf Breeze. Looks very slow on Bayfront right now. And uh, certainly watch for your usual areas of congestion. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, Sheriff, I wanted to ask you, uh, how did New Year's Eve go in general for the department? I know Santa Rosa seemed to have like just an explosion of problems right on New Year's Day. Um, did you have very many or drunk driving, too much of that? Uh, you know, we, we didn't get too many reports of that. A lot of Some of those drunk driving reports would have gone to the Florida Highway Patrol. Sure. Uh, but we didn't get uh, anything that is out of the ordinary. I, I looked at our uh, the list of unusual reports that we get, um, and there was just some – I mean, it was, a, it was a busy night, obviously. We got some complaints about fireworks, uh, but there really wasn't that – wasn't that much to uh, to talk about yeah i know i saw a lot of fireworks just driving home <laughs> you know when i was on the highway i saw a lot of people you know i do not think that these were civic uh produced fireworks events but you know they were entertaining on the way home uh last thing i wanted to just ask you about is and this um domestic homicide domestic violence homicide that took place uh in santa rosa county it, look she used to work for you she was a cadet to me i don't really think that there's much of a value in that but it has been associated with your organization many times and the headline is always you know former Escambia County Sheriff's Office employee um, so I just wanted to give you a chance to comment if you want to on uh, the Chloe Davidson arrest um, like I said when I read it, it you know it's I mean, people used to work for us and get into trouble and people used to work for Navy Federal and get into trouble it just doesn't I, I don't know the value of mentioning that but I guess because it's law enforcement people think there's a connection so if you want to if you want to comment on it feel free well, I mean, obviously, it's very tragic. I've been talking 
uh, over the last couple of years, really, about some of the domestic violence, uh, you know, uh, homicides that we've had. I believe one third, a full one third of our homicides are domestic violence related. And we talked about that at the, the, the violence, the gun violence roundtable that we had, you know, late last year. And, and, and I, I detailed this is what we're seeing with regards to homicides. Two thirds of them are drug um, money related and one third of them are domestic violence. So so how do you foresee the domestic violence aspect? How can you be in every home? How do you understand uh, when someone might, you know, might snap? And I don't know all the circumstances surrounding this one. Yeah, uh, I, I can confirm that she was a cadet and that um, she was uh, running through our field training program and it became apparent. To, uh, to Evelyn involved that she was not she did not have what it took to be a, a Scammy County Sheriff's deputy and we had that conversation with her and um, you know she, that she was not passing and she, and she resigned this has been several months ago and as I understand she already was reemployed uh, but again it's it's very tragic uh, uh, it, it's certainly a conversation to be had about the domestic violence and finding ways to maybe pre- prevent this type of uh, of, a, of a, a hardship. No, I, I agree with that. And even, you know, I, I think to some degree, um, if it were meant to reflect upon you guys, the, the fact that you had made the observation that she really wasn't, uh, you know, sheriff's office material, um, that, that more speaks for your screening and selection process in favor of it, you know, maybe if anything. But it's like you said, the domestic violence is such an erratic, unpredictable, sudden thing. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. And it's it just it affects so many people in such an unpredictable way that it's very hard to police against. So I appreciate that. Uh, Sheriff Simmons, always good to have you on the show. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. And uh, happy new year, by the way. <laughs> happy new year. Thanks. I'll take care. All right. 749 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Ladies, ready to make an impact on our community? Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area has awarded over $15 million to deserving nonprofit organizations since 2004. All women at least 18 years old are welcome and invited to join. If you are interested in joining, please attend one of our upcoming Meet and Mingle events. For details, visit impact100pensacola.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Hi, I'm Candy Cullerton. I am the producer for Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, and we wish you a very, very happy new year from all of us at News Radio 92.3. But there is something. Tell me. You have a brain cloud. It's not a movie that everybody has seen, but I die every time at that scene. The Joe versus the volcano. You have a brain cloud. And then when he's trying to explain it, he's like putting his hand up over his head. 
Rain Cloud? Oh, Meg Ryan's great. That might be too. 7.50 here on News Radio 92.3. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. Uh, in the newsroom this morning, we have Steve Taylor with uh, our headline. Steve? Well, one-time crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried is headed to federal court today on, on fraud charges. He's the former CEO of FTX, and he's accused of stealing billions from customers and was recently extradited from the Bahamas. Reports say he'll plead not guilty, faces about 100 years in prison if he's convicted. You know what I heard? Yes? I heard that he drove back from the Bahamas. <laughs> How did somebody, he drive so, Somebody back? say, you're kidding. Mm. You're kidding. You're I kidding. must be. The Bahamas are islands. Oh. Come on. No no dead oh. milkman fans out there? Come on. He drove a Camaro. Uh. No. You surely know. Of? The song. Starts with a B. Camaro. Dead milkman. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, see. I mean, sorry, Steve. Girl, I didn't mean to right, drag sorry, you into sorry. our bit over here, but go ahead. Why won't you let me say that word? It's not even that bad. I know, but sorry. we just have we have better standards than the FCC and minimum threshold. So. Of course. Go ahead, Steve. Yes, we do. Uh, no one was injured when an 18-year-old pilot made an emergency landing in California on historic Route 66. Young man was flying fire family members yesterday morning when he heard a pop in the engine, uh, forcing him to make that emergency landing on a freeway about an hour northeast of Los Angeles, but so far everything is okay. And now here is something that Santos did not embellish on his resume. Oh, yes. we found a truth oh, okay, yes. cool. Yeah, well, authorities in Brazil are restarting a fraud case against New York Republican George Santos who's expected to be sworn in as a congressman today. See, the New York Times reports the matter had been suspended for close to a decade because authorities in Brazil couldn't find Santos. Well, guess what? <laughs> the newspaper reports the Brazil case is connected to allegations. Yeah, more allegations. He spent money with a stolen checkbook and a fake name at a store. He's oh, yeah. No. God, Him never. That's not even the least of what his mom died twice. Wow. Yeah. And not even to a college professor, but like on Twitter. That's just so no offense. So so we're actually <laughs> aiding the Brazilian authorities mm-hmm. in finding their fraudster by electing him to Congress. Yeah, well. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's like Can you spell this extradition? Awesome. This never. <laughs> this, this story. What else? could? What did you say? Can you spell extradition? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a member of Congress. Not yet. <laughs> no. All right, Steve. Thanks so much for the update. Have God, fun in so Brazil. crazy. No way. <laughs> 7:53 on News Radio 92.3. I just, I the story gets weirder and weirder. Every like if it were a movie, you'd say, "Oh, that can't be real." I know he's like a real life living Fletch or that Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> right. character, you know, right. except you know, not as likable. Catch me if you can, right? Yeah, right. at lying. All right, I got a story for you. We th- this is like about a week old, but I, I still I found it super fascinating. Did you see the automated McDonald's? Yeah, where. I, and okay, it's not fully automated. There are still people in the back cooking the food. Which oh, I think that's this, good. That's which good. I think the story didn't exactly make clear because what you at first you think when you hear this is there's no people. The entire thing is robotic. No, there's still yeah. people. But um, near Fort Worth, Texas, the McDonald's is going to be like you order on your phone or you order at the kiosk, mm-hmm. and there's a little automated. I don't know, uh, dumbwaiter kind of system that they will give you the bag of your food. You just never personally interact with another person cool is is i have anxiety so that's perfect it's the weirdest thing in the world so it's all done that way but you know then also what if you you're not gonna get three more ketchups but you put that if you do it with your app you can do it but there's no way to get a side of mac sauce exactly so (laughs) they're saying um you know some customers are expressing worries about getting their order fixed if it's incorrectly prepared or asking for extra condiments uh, or if they forget an item, who are you supposed to tell? The robot kind of defeats the purpose of using the drive-thru if you have to go inside to ask for help. 
it's not clear to me whether there might still be a human available in some sense. But what the uh, McDonald's people say is that the technology in this restaurant not only allows us to serve our customers in new, innovative ways. What does that mean? It gives our restaurant team the ability to concentrate more on order speed and accuracy, which makes the experience more enjoyable for everyone because they don't want to see you either. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, uh, but of course, a lot of critics here are saying things like, um, so fully automated McDonald's, right? As good a quality as, say, the ice cream machine? <laughs> Okay, that's a separate thing, because when you have to clean <laughs> it, it out, you've clearly never worked at Mickey D's. Right, right. Yeah. And other people are complaining like, you know, I'm not giving my money to a robot. They're just getting rid of people. Raise the minimum wage. We'll see. You know, we'll see. You, you say you're going to protest and go to what Burger King instead, but, I mean, you're eventually going to want McDonald's fries. And you go back to McDonald's. Yeah, man. I go vegan every year, sure. and the Big Mac always pulls me back. That's I didn't this year. That's draws you off your I, diet? Yeah. I like that. That's why I'm so big. So, Thanks, McDonald's. So no. would would you would you use the automated McDonald's? Oh, yeah. I use that app all the time. I know you do, too, because we've been on the phone when you've used yeah, that's it. That's right. So uh, it, it is. It's pretty catchy. And you do. You just have that one interaction at the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would try it, you know, I suppose. And I'm not really a McDonald's person. My wife is. So it would be more like I would be getting it for her. Mm-hmm. Try it. And if it worked one time, I'd go a second time. And if it didn't work, find a different McDonald's. You know, I mean, there that's, you go. that's just how you do. That's how you get that Happy Meal that they don't make anymore. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Candy's got traffic. As we uh, take a look, we are watching one disabled vehicle. It's blocking traffic on the Pensacola side of Three Mile Bridge. Looks like you can still get around, but very, very slow on Bayfront right now. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. At Gulf Breeze News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community. Whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers, the Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer, or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports, subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's Pep Talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Donkey. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very All right, I, I have a um, have a fake news story that I want to um, you'll appreciate this in a moment. Expose. Uh, <laughs> so you know Hooters, okay? The restaurant Hooters, yes, restaurant do. chain Hooters. They have um, food. They do. I just yeah. Want to let everybody um, know that. And so they are what famous because it's what would they call them a restaurant, right? That's what people call them as a oh, joke. Oh, I've never heard, You've never that, heard but that. I, term? I get that. Twin Peaks, same kind of thing, right? Yep. It's meant to be. 
you know, hot chicks and skimpy outfits serving you good food and beer, right? right? I mean, which is, you know, would seem like a winning formula for some. Anyway, so there's a new study, I put that in air quotes, that comes from a um, an article on Complex, which I've never heard of them before, but okay, fine. Uh, they say that uh, Hooters are closing locations, re-strategizing because, prepare yourselves, mm-hmm. uh, millennials are not that into boobs, is what they say. Because they say that uh, video site Pornhub shows 19% lower likely search term for that particular body That's part. how they came but, up with that study? That's yeah, hilarious. That's really not good science. Um, so, what are so they going to stock it with? Hooters' response is, um, no, this is the fakest news that ever newsed. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> they are closing restaurants, but not because of that. Everybody everywhere of every age is still into... Right. Hooters. Top half, sure. Yeah, right. That's fine. Steve, Steve will have your local news coming up next. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor, and here's what's happening. The Pace woman accused of fatally shooting her husband over the weekend remains behind bars, and Governor DeSantis is going to take the oath of office today. Those stories and more after Fox News on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. He's in a medically induced coma. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and 